We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everybody, I'm Sophie, he's Mike, and she's Brenda, and welcome to On the Road with Mickey. If you're returning for another adventure with us, welcome back. We are so glad you have returned safely. And if this is your first episode with us and you're new here, welcome. It's so nice to meet you, and I'm going to show you the reins today. First up, we have our cheddar from the Big Cheese, which is basically our Disney news snippets. And then after that, we have our feature topic, which is what we talk about for most of the episode. And then after that, we have our This Day in Disney History, brought to you by me. And after that is our game of Who's Who. And that is brought to you by Mike, my dad. A oh, fair warning, I'm almost never wrong when it comes to this game. I almost always win it. And then after that... Brenda will be giving us a quote from the big man himself, Walt Disney, and it's just going to be amazing. So buckle up, keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the car at all times, make sure you're safe, fasten your seatbelts, all that good stuff, and we will see you on the road. It's time to get going. Let's go! Hey everyone, I'm Mike. And she's Sophie. And she's Brenda. Hi, everyone. And he's Grogu. <laughs> and we're on the road with Mickey. This is season two, episode 25 for June 21st, 2021. And our feature topic is Disney Legends. And this is going to be a quarterly topic. We're going to talk about some really interesting Disney Legends throughout. We're going to kind of sprinkle them in here and there. But um, before we get started, we always have our cheddar from the Big Cheese. But before we even get started on that, Brenda and I have something to do for Sophie because we are recording on Sophie's birthday. Roku, give us a finger wave, okay? All right, here we go, Brenda. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, dear Sophie. Happy birthday, birthday to you. What are you talking about? You are an excellent singer. <laughs> Notice how I only complimented you and not daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, daddy. Thank you. you too, honey. And happy, by the way, happy, happy birthday, Sophie. We love you very much. You. Love you, honey. And for all the fathers out there, happy Father's Day. We hope you had a great Father's Day. Yes. Happy Father's Day. We love the Disney fathers. Yes. Yep. We love all the fathers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now on to our cheddar from the big cheese. Yep. And I guess I'll I'm starting it off. off. That's all right. right. 
coming July 7th, Monsters at Work. It takes place the day after Monsters, Inc. That is the story, what happens after Mike and Sully determined that laughter is 10 times better than screams for power. This is a new series that is coming to Disney+. Plus. Yeah. And I'm actually very excited for it because as of this point, we have not seen anything that goes past Monsters, Inc. We haven't yeah. seen anything past what the original movie gave us. Yeah. What happened the next day. And so the whole premise, Sophie, is all of a sudden, all these scarers have to become laughers. They have to get wow. people to laugh. And that's the whole storyline for the show. And I think it's going to be awesome. Wow. I think it's going to be fun to watch. I think it's going to be great, too. All Yay! Right. Yay! Well, we spoke and Disney listened. And you know it was just because of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was all us. It was all us. It was they... all us. We were, yeah. we were mildly and politely complaining about the fact that the new Ohana menu did not include the delicious, crazily delicious noodles. And Disney actually listened. And they've changed their mind. And the noodles are back on the menu. Woo-hoo! Yay! 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 Family. Get back and woohoo! We're good <laughs> to go. And Disney also announced five new dates for the Boo Bash. The yeah. dates are September 5th, September 12th, September 19th, October 10th, and October 17th. And tickets for the new set of dates went on sale June 15th. So if you are added five more dates, um, still no dates right around the 50th. And don't hold your breath on seeing them either. (laughs) I wouldn't either. Mm -mm. They're going to be busy enough. Yeah. Yeah. Now, up next, this is very exciting news. This is something that we have been waiting for for a long time. And it's not a rumor. It is confirmed Disney has announced that fireworks will be back at the Disney parks starting July 1st at Walt Disney World and July 4th at Disneyland. Yay! Yay! That is the best news ever. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. Yes. Very excited. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yay. So, we're all excited. And now, last bit of cheddar on a personal note. This is the 75th episode of On the Road with Mickey. Oh, my goodness. So Sophie and I would like to thank you all for joining us since day one. And a heartfelt thank you also goes out to Brenda for taking a leap and getting in on the action. Yay! Thank you. I have some other things. A special shout out goes to my client, Diana, who emailed me and asked if I had ever thought of starting a podcast. Ooh, go Diana. And another shout out goes to Sheila and Jagan for their suggestions on how to improve the end product. And lastly, Sophie and I want to give it up for mommy. Yay, Cindy. (laughs) She's our, she's our manager. 
She's more than the driving force. Um, and she actually is the one who came up with cheddar from the big cheese, and she thought it was a joke. And it actually like was like the perfect name perfect. for our segment. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. She's, we love she's, it. She's the glue. So, Cindy, Sophie, and I love you, honey. I do too, Cindy. And so does Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, thank you everyone for listening in since January of 2020. It's it's amazing to me that we're up to 75 episodes. I have to say, I really think, I really think that. This podcast is what got us through 2020. In a lot that of ways. Right. Yeah. 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 That was the hardest year ever. Uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, that wraps up our Cheddar from the Big Cheese. Don't forget to check the show notes for all the links. You can go to our Facebook page over at facebook.ontheroadwithmickey.com. Facebook group is facebookgroup.ontheroadwithmickey.com. We have a YouTube channel, Instagram channel email address voicemail you know paparazzi spam us we got it all (laughs) yeah (laughs) but don't spam us too much we um, we don't yeah we do get (laughs) give us enough to make us happy but don't go overboard yeah so our featured topic this week everyone is disney legends and we're each going to take a legend and we're going to talk a little bit about what the Legends program is. And we're going to um, kind of just expand on, on, on our choice for, for who we have as our Disney legend to talk about. Um, but the Disney legend program, um, and I'm probably going to butcher it all, but the program was set up so that um, recognition could be given to special um group of people who were instrumental in the in disney history you know in in the the way the company grew and and the the roles they performed for whatever different things you know and so the disney legend program came into being in 1987 and um and the very first years they were really um they were really instrumental in recognizing those that had had a storied past with, with Disney, you know, like, like our discussion of the nine old men, all the nine old men from when Brenda first joined us, that was all, they were all Disney legends and they were all inducted in the same, in the same year, you know? And so we're just kind of going through some of the big names that you've, that you've all heard about. And we're going to talk about them a little bit and just give you a little bit of background about about why they might be Disney legends. So and why they were selected to be a Disney legend. They don't they don't always um, select every year. I think it's every two years and some years they don't have any that get get selected for the program. But but some years they do. So, yeah, I'm guessing some of our favorites are some of our listeners favorites, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. All right. Well, if it's if it's no trouble to you guys, I'm gonna let you go first. Who? Me? Yes, you, Daddy. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if you were talking to me or Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe both. We'll decide. 
Okay. Both well, Brenda I will go first. and I have had a little bit of a busy week. <laughs> I will go first. And I am going to talk about someone that surprised me. His name is Fred McMurray. And he was the original Disney legend. He was the very first Disney legend. He was inducted in 1987 in the film category. And he was the only Disney legend that year. So that, that kind of surprised me because Fred McMurray isn't a name that would have stood out to me as being the very first Disney legend. Fred McMurray, um, a lot of you, if you don't know his name, you might recognize some of the roles he played. He was Professor Ned Brainerd in The Absent-Minded Professor and Son of Flubber. Those are two Disney movies. Um, he was born August 30th, 1908 in Kankakee, Illinois. And he was raised in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. And the shout out to my client and friend, Deb, who is from Beaver Dam. All right. So wow. it's a small world after all. Isn't Start singing it. It's a small world after all. It's a small world after all. Okay, keep going. (laughs) And the point about Fred McMurray that I absolutely found so important that I bolded it. Walt Disney personally cast Fred in the studio's first live action comedy. Known by the name the Shaggy Dog. Walt, could you imagine, Brenda? No, I can't actually. You're an actor, and Walt Disney says, Brenda, you're in my movie. I know. Just come on over. I would have jumped so high, you couldn't have even kept me on the earth for a while. (laughs) Mary Poppins there. Here we go. Yeah. So that's that's another legend for down the road. <laughs> but I just that just floors me. And what what's really cool is that movie, The Shaggy Dog, was one of the biggest and most unexpected film successes in Disney history. And Fred McMurray went on to serve to to star in a total of seven Disney feature films. Um, Fred lucky number Murray. seven. Hmm? Yeah, lucky, lucky number seven. <laughs> he played leading roles in more than eighty movies in his career. And for some of you that like old time TV, you might also recognize Fred McMurray as the father by the name of Steve Douglas in the TV show My Three Sons, which was on the air from nineteen sixty. To 1972 And lastly Fred McMurray passed away In Los Angeles on November 5th 1991 So he Got to see and got to enjoy Being a Disney legend uh, For four years So So I I just think I just think it was really Neat um, Learning more about him and learning About how he was handpicked by Walt Disney and it, and I think a lot of that kind of maybe 
speaks to why he was the very first Disney legend for that year, you know? Yeah. Started. I don't know. It, it's just neat, though. So It is. Very. And, you know, everyone that's heard the show a while knows how much Brenda, Sophie, and I love talking about Disney history. So, yeah. So this kind of fits yeah. right in there, you know? Well, and he and Walt probably became great friends. I mean, they were they were near in age. Yeah. And they probably worked really close together, and Walt probably really enjoyed working with him. He seemed like a really nice man. One yeah. thing... Um, one thing that I did learn was that um, he was starred in the movie that was um, the last movie that live action movie that Walt Disney had any had any input on before he died. It was 19. Let's see here. The Happiest Millionaire was the name of it, and it and he was in it with Greer Garson, and it proved to be the last live-action movie supervised by Walt before his untimely death in December of 1966. And the last Disney film that Fred McMurray was in was Charlie and the Angel with Harry Morgan from... Yeah. I know Harry Morgan from MASH days. Yeah, MASH. Yeah. Just MASH. Uh, which was released in 1973. So, but yeah. Wow. Um, just great stuff, you know? Yeah. Just to me, it's, it's just neat to to think about, think about the history of it all. So. I agree totally. All right. So, who's next? Are we flipping a coin? I'll go next if you want me to. Okay. Go right ahead. All right, well, the Disney legend that I am talking about is a man by the name of Oob Iwerks, and he was made into a Disney legend in 1989. Mm -hmm. And I'm focusing a little bit on his early life because I found that with me, a lot of the early life experiences are very important to me and I think that's because it's your origins that make you who you are yeah. and so focusing on his early life before he got to work with Walt Disney that made him who he was to me and it's actually very it's actually a very tragic but a very compelling story so Oob Iwerks was born in Kansas City, Missouri. His father was Eart Ube Iwerks, and he was born in a village of Utum in East Frisia, which is northwest Germany. And he immigrated to the United States in 1869, that is, Iwerks Sr. And he worked as a barber. He was 57 when Oob was born. Wow. And had already wow. fathered and abandoned several previous children and wives. He wasn't the best of fathers. Oh, my. Yeah. And that same song and dance played and continued with Oob, unfortunately, as the boy and his mom were abandoned when Oob was a teenager. He actually dropped out of school to work and support his mother. 
and he never talked about his father. Obviously, he despised him, but it helped him in a way, I sensed, because it made him appreciate the work and appreciate being able to support someone that he loved even when they were facing hardships. Yeah. And it certainly taught him how to be a better father than what his father was with his son, who is also a Disney legend, Don Iwerks, and who I believe is the father of Leslie Iwerks, who was a documentary maker that made a documentary film about Oop Iwerks, her grandfather. And it just proves that he was... He had a good family, despite where he came from. And I think what he experienced helped shape that. I think so, too. Yeah. I think yeah. so, too. Because I think he had a very, very strong work ethic. He did. Oh, yeah. He had a very strong work ethic, and he was very fond of forming relationships with people. And he actually spent... Not actually. He obviously spent most of his career with Disney. The two met in 1919 while working for the Pessman Rubin Art Studio in Kansas City and eventually started their own commercial art business together. They found work as illustrators for the Kansas City Slide Newspaper Company. And while working for the company, Disney decided to take up work in animation and iWorks soon followed him. They clearly had a special bond. If they were willing to follow each other through such extents, they were responsible for designing Mickey Mouse together. And although it's clear that Walt's wife was the one who actually gave Mickey Mouse his name, Mickey Mouse, instead of Mortimer, you can actually <laughs> thank see... <God>. Yes, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> Many of many of Oob Iwerks' drawings of Mickey Mouse were the original ones, and mm -hmm. they're actually really good drawings. Oob Iwerks was definitely the one who sort of evolved Mickey through his life, and he also designed Oswald the Lucky Rabbit for Disney. He yep. designed that before Mickey Mouse, and it was actually really cool. However, he also served in the military, I think, at least during World War II, I think. I didn't actually find out which war he was a part of, but he took a 10-year break from Disney. Mm -hmm. And during that time, there were some influences made. And I'm skipping around a bunch. And it turns out that Oob has actually left a huge mark on the world. Obviously, he's he's a Disney legend. He was, his name is used for a and a. <laughs> I am just stuttering all over the place. I'm sorry. I got like 30 minutes to research all this. You're doing okay. fantastic. You're doing Sophie. great, Sophie. So keep it up. Yeah. So I'm skipping to his influences and tributes, and I'm just going to list off some of the things I found from the wiki page. The influences he left, he has an award 
named after him, the Oob Iwerks Award for Technical Achievement, which is part of the Annie Awards. And there is a rare self-portrait of Iwerks that was found in a garbage bin of all places at an animation oh. studio in Burbank. The oh. portrait is now saved, don't worry. And it's part of the animation archives in California, but it's a rare one. He was clearly not very fond of having his face drawn. <laughs> and then, after the Second World War, this is one that I find to be very interesting, just because it, evol it involves two Japanese manga artists that actually imitated Iwerks' animation style. So despite the fact that they were on two opposing sides of the war, there is still an ability for peace between them because Iwerks clearly still animated while the war was going on and his style left an impression on his enemies even though they didn't actually fight in the war, I think, but they are legendary manga artists and he... His work is what inspired them, and they imitated that. And their names are Os Osamu Tezuka and Shotaro Ishinomori. And I'm not sure if anyone would really recognize those names, but I find them to be very special because I like manga and I like anime. Okay. And obviously he was named a Disney legend. In 1996, there was a Simpsons episode, and the relationship between Bart Simpson and another character in the show was similar to Iwerks' early relationship with Walt Disney, and it was used as the main plot. And then, finally, this is the last one that I'm going to talk about, but it's very special to me because I actually used to watch this a lot, and it's from this history season it's from this history series called drunk history where basically you get these people drunk they're historians you get them drunk and they <laughs> talk about whatever they're going to talk about and it's super funny but also super cool because they know what they're talking about and they're making it funny because they're slurring their speech and everything they're okay. completely wasted oh my gosh that's hilarious oh, oh my gosh <laughs> hilarious indeed and they even have these actors that are acting out what they're saying so it's like and yeah so they talked about iWorks and disney on this episode in the second season of drunk history and it actually talks about them and with stress on the creation of mickey mouse and iwerks was portrayed in the episode by a guy named tony hale <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was super funny okay oh i'll take gosh. your word for it sophie yeah. it sounds <laughs> hilarious it is hilarious you're gonna have to go look it up i'm sure, sure i can find it on youtube somewhere although chances are there might be a few cuss words but they are bleeped out so that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up our very interesting, colorful discussion of Ubi Works. <laughs> Sorry, I was just, I was trying my best to oh get down God. everything that I saw and that I liked, but I couldn't figure it out because I only had 30 minutes. That's okay. Awesome. Honey. It's okay. 
I just oh got God. off of work. I'm thirsty, I'm tired, and I only had a donut for dinner. <laughs> well, we all love Ubi Works. He was a great choice. He was a great he choice, a great and I choice. did him so much injustice. Miss Brenda, take over before I start complaining about myself. <laughs> Brenda, well, take it away. Yeah. Yeah, when Mike last week said we were, well, he was thinking about doing this topic, that it was a good topic, immediately this person came to my mind because I love this person. And we have some things in common, not not exactly, but kind of roundabout things in common. You're practically perfect, aren't you? That's right. Yeah, not no. But my person (laughs) is, in fact, Julia Elizabeth Andrews. Dame Julie Andrews. She came to my mind immediately. Julie Andrews was born on October 1st, 1935, which is exactly five days after my mom. So she will be 86 this year, five days after my mom will be 86. Nice. And she just happened to star in one of the best movies ever the year I was born in 1964. So, gonna what jump movie is that? Mary Poppins. <laughs> Do you see my background? Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Yes. yes. Well, we're good. Okay, so you have to picture this. She's she starts like performing when she's ten, right? She's ten okay. years old. She goes to star on stage. She's she plays Eliza Doolittle in My Fair Lady, not in the movie, of course, on the stage. And then she's cast as Queen Guinevere with Richard Burton in Camelot on Broadway. She's in her mid-twenties. She's in her mid-twenties. She's on the stage doing Camelot. Some people there tell her that Walt Disney is in the audience. Of course, she knows who Walt Disney is. He's, you know, in the audience. So that's thrilling. And then after the show... They tell her that he wants to come backstage. So she's like, oh, okay, well, you know, he's going to come backstage and, you know, maybe see the set and things like that. That's great. Well, he finds her and he tells her about this little musical he's putting together mm-hmm. that he would like her to come to Burbank and see the set and hear the songs and things for this movie. And she says, Mr. Disney, I would love to, but I'm sorry, I'm pregnant. And he says, We'll wait. Wow. We'll <laughs> wait. Are you dying yet? Because I'm dying over here. I'm thinking, oh my God, this unknown woman is talking to Walt Disney backstage and he's saying that he wants her so badly in this role that he will wait until her daughter's born and she, you know, has her time with her before she goes there. And oh my gosh, then. She meets, she introduces him to her husband, Tony, and her husband is Tony Walton at the time. They ended up getting divorced later, divorced later, but Tony Walton is her husband at the time. He has just started a business of doing set designs and costumes. So he tells her he'll wait for her. She introduces her husband. He says, what do you do, Tony? Oh, I just started my business of making sets and costumes. And he goes, great. I got a job for you too. So he opens and 
just unimaginable doors for this guy. Yeah. It, it's like, <sighs> is that crazy? So that's crazy. So that's anyway, awesome. she stars that's in I know. That's He's just such a wonderful man. So she stars in Mary Poppins in 1964, and then in 1965, she gets the Best Actress Award, and she is the only actress to get the Best Actress Award for a Disney film until this year, when Frances McDermott just got that Best Actress Award for Nomadland, which I haven't seen. I don't know if you've seen it. I but haven't. All these years until this year, she has been the only person to get a Best Actress Award for a production with Disney. Wow. All these years. So so she does Mary Poppins, and then she goes and does this little film that I watch about ten times a year called The Sound of Music. You got it. <gasps> I mean, <laughs> I What on earth did I just? <laughs> did I sound like her to you? Yes. <laughs> that is absolutely nothing. one of my all-time favorite movies. So oh my god! Wonderful, so wonderful. And you know she wouldn't have gotten chosen for that role had Walt not discovered her. Yeah. I mean, I could have. She could have if that was written in the in the stars or whatever. But I don't know. I just think. Anyway, it she was written started, in the stars that Walt discovered her. Walt's for sure. is awesome. For sure. So other movies she has starred in are The Princess Diaries, which I love, and The Princess Diaries, The Royal Engagement, which those are wonderful. Mm. So there's a couple of other things about her. Let's see what I have here. So she was the official ambassador for Disneyland's 50th anniversary in 2005 and 2006. She needs to be on the stage for the 50th at Walt Disney World. Remember when we discussed that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have they called yeah. her probably? God, I swear. They don't listen to me. So no, they, don't. they did with the noodles, though. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That, okay. They're That's probably funny. like, this is a one-time thing. We can tell she's really mad. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. <laughs> so here's something you may not have known. Her portrayal of Maria Von Trapp in the sound of music was actually the inspiration for Belle. Did you know that? I had really? no idea. Not a clue. Yeah. Oh, but it fits perfectly now. Yeah. The inspiration for Belle. That's right. She also guest starred in the Muppet Show. She's I think she guest starred several times. Mm-hmm. On really? the Muppets. Yep, 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 yep. And she has her own podcast called Julie's Library, and she reads books to children. She's okay. just such a wonderful thing. I just love her so much. You know, the thing that I really love about her, though, is, like, audiences love her. People love her. Like, she hasn't had, you know, these kiss and tell autobiographies come out and she hasn't had like scandalous drug rehab thing. She just is she just people just love her. She's just like a normal yeah personal person. Personable person. She has a great work ethic. She is self she's known for being self disciplined. Mm-hmm. And she's just I just love that like with Kristen who's my twenty something daughter growing up seeing the Princess Diaries movies that 
my 20 something daughter loves her just as much as her 50 something mom. You know, I just, she, she just reaches so many generations. She's just such a special classy lady. I just love her. I think she's practically perfect in every way. You know, if it was on the internet and in the movies, it must be true. It's gotta be true. (laughs) Awesome. Good job, Brenda. She's such a special lady. Do you remember when she was put into the program? 1991. And I think we'll pick up some more down the road every now and again. No set schedule for it, maybe every quarter or something like that. Um, so stay tuned, everyone. And tell me, of the three, tell me why Fred McMurray was absolutely the best choice. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was like, uh, sorry, Mike, you had number three out of that list. <laughs> But he was the original. Anyway, I'm just being Yeah, I totally agree with you, Mike. He was a great choice. He was the first one. He was a great choice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He may have been part of the idea they decided to come up with it in the first place. I mean, something started the idea. And he was the only one. So something's up there. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But Uh anyway... So that wraps up our feature topic for this week. And that takes us to Sophie's This Day in Disney History. Yep. And today I'm focusing on a bunch of movies. I'm just going to speed run them right quick. And this is, it's going to be quick, but it's going to be very special to me because I like movies as anyone knows and this is a list of all the films that were released or premiered today wow most were released to theaters some were premiering in special events some were being released to DVD and stuff like that but they were all today and it goes in this order Starting with 1961, we have The Parent Trap. Nice. 1988, Who Framed Roger Rabbit premieres. 1996, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, one of my absolute favorite animated animated movies, is released to DVD. Lilo and Stitch, also released to theaters. Wally premieres. Lilo and Stitch is... 2002, mind you. Wally, 2008. Monsters University, released to theaters, 2013. And finally, Toy Story 4, 2019. Very good. Wow. You're right, Sophie. That is insane. The number of movies released on June 21st over the years. What can I say? They really enjoy using my birth month to release their movies and inside out (laughs) is also released on my birthday on june 19th june 19th two days ago according to the disney history but it's today so we're recording this on my birthday so happy birthday inside out 
That's right. What year was that? Do you remember? I believe that was 2016. And the lead character in Inside Out is Riley. And Riley is one of Sophie's best friends. Hey, Riley, you listening? Say hi. <laughs> no, last I checked, she said she was in Hawaii. I don't know. But anyway. She said she was in Hawaii. So when are you taking me? I don't know, honey. Talk to Aunt, <laughs> talk to Aunt Leanne and say, Aunt Leanne, I want to ride along. <laughs> yeah, stuff me in a suitcase. <laughs> anyway, back to back on schedule here. Um, yeah. It is now time for Stump the Sofa. I make it especially hard because it's my birthday. Okay. Stump the Sofa. I will tell you, this character is Uh-oh. not one that we talk about a whole lot. So that might be... Fred McMurray. Do I need to mute you? <laughs> How'd you guess? <laughs> oh, no. No. All right. Go on. Okay. I have some clues. This character is young at heart. Don't young guess heart. any until I give them all. This character has a laid back attitude. All right. And I will say this character loves the ocean. Dude crush. Dude! <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yes. That was, awesome. that was fantastic. Way to go. Fantastic. But it was the young at heart. Happy credit though because officially his name is not dude crush it's just crush See? it's just crush but she, she was calling you dude yeah crush she was calling you dude like, she was I'm saying going crush. to do to your kneecaps with my feet because I'm short <laughs> and angry <laughs> wow how did you know, Sophie? That was great. It was the young at heart part. At first, I was going to say Nemo, and then I was like, wait, he's actually young. young. Hold up. Dude Crush <laughs> is like 150 years old. 150 years old. That's right. That's yeah. great. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> that was great, Sophie. Good job. Brendan, hey. you have any idea? No, no, she, before I could even have time to sit and think for a second, she was gone. Okay. More Finding Nemo trivia. Sophie, what's the name of Marla's wife? Coral. Okay. That was easy. <laughs> um, where did Nemo make a cameo? Monsters, Inc. in Boo's bedroom. Okay. What does Nemo in Latin translate to? Nobody. No, no one. <laughs> oh my God. She got nobody and you're going to at her? Was Dory supposed to be a male or a female character? Pretty sure she was always meant to be female. 
uh, she was supposed to be a male character, but the writer of the movie was inspired when watching the Ellen DeGeneres show and wrote oh. the character specifically to be played by Ellen. Oh, wow. Oh, and she knocked that one out of the park. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, great job, Sophie. Very, Thank you. Very good. Wow. I'm, I'm impressed. Me and too. I, you know, when I'm pulling them up, I'm like, gosh, this is so easy. This is so easy. But it, that one wasn't that easy. <laughs> <laughs> and that one was the one that I got after how many wrong attempts? One. Know, but, yeah. Oh, thank you, Miss Brenda. I didn't realize you were keeping score. <laughs> anyway, one. Dude Crush from Finding Nemo. Awesome. Um, Underline the dude part because that is his name, Dude Crush. Not according to the book. Just saying. The book is wrong. Okay. <laughs> Print, but it's wrong. <laughs> I should know. I bought you that book. Yes, you did. Anyway, <laughs> that we're going to move on from our little little dispute about dude or crush or dude crush, <laughs> and we're going to let Brenda take it away with her wonderful inspiring incredible walt disney time to get back on track yay courage is the main quality of leadership in my opinion no matter where it is exercised usually it implies some risk especially in new undertakings courage to initiate something and to keep it going pioneering an adventurous spirit to blaze new ways often in our land of opportunity nice. Walt Disney oh wow yeah yeah and I agree entirely because it does take courage does involve some risk because you don't know what the result might be you know right. yeah so you have to go for it you gotta yeah. just go for it yeah you know Pursue it with everything you got. If yeah. we stop doing that, what will the world be? Just blah. Wouldn't we'll just be as wouldn't be as good over. as it can be. Yeah. Yeah. These people inventing these new ideas and concepts, and they're just amazing. Yeah. All right, everybody. That wraps us up for this week. And I want to give a big shout out and thanks to my co-hosts Brenda and Sophie. Thank you, Mike. Thank Thank you. you. And thank you, Grogu. You know, you're part of the team. That's right. And all of us will see you next week. And we will see you you on the road. road. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.